This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The cheapest, easiest, and most popular way to hunt ducks is most likely from a blind. On this episode, I'm going to talk about the strategy for building and using a blind successfully to hunt ducks. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanitas, and today we're going to talk about blind hunting, which is something that if you're not a waterfowl hunter, you may have no concept of whatsoever. I know I didn't for the most part, at least not in the way that it was applied to waterfowl hunting. Now this is probably the single biggest way, the number one way ducks are hunted, the most popular way, and I think probably the easiest way for new hunters to hunt ducks. Uh, also, it's probably one of the cheapest ways uh, because you can build your own blind for free. We're going to talk about that. But the biggest thing is blind hunting is probably the number one team approach for hunting waterfowl, ducks in particular for this episode. You see, you can have one, two, three, ten guys in a hunting blind. If it's big enough, if the situation's right, and you've got enough birds in that area, you can really make it a team sport, which is one of my favorite things about waterfowl hunting. Now, don't get me wrong. I like going by myself and walking streams and, and edges and jump hunting. Uh, you know, I think that it works better, not always, but sometimes as a solo sport but when it comes to hunting out of a blind i think it's better to have a team i think it's better to have two or three people maybe more hunting together as a unit as a team uh, and there are logistical reasons uh, but there's also just the social aspect of it you're able to go out with people have fun get together talk chat fellowship get to know each other just build relationships 
uh, do things that are enjoyable to do with other people. You know, turkey hunting as a team is a sacrifice for one of the two hunters most of the time, right? Whoever is the more experienced hunter is usually sacrificing their odds of success in order to help or teach or have relationship with the less experienced hunter. Uh, it's just not a sport that's a team sport. It really is a solo sport. You've got better odds taking a turkey solo than you do as a team. But when it comes to duck hunting, that is not the case. When it comes to duck hunting, especially hunting out of a blind, I think you can do better as a team uh, for several reasons that we're going to talk about. However, it also comes with liabilities. And you got more people, you've got more shotguns, you've got more shots being fired, you've got more risk to your ears. So you need to be careful. You need to absolutely consider ear protection for every single hunt. I recommend get the best that you can afford. At this point, that may just be foam ear plugs. But, uh, you know, special thanks to Tetra Hearing. I think they make some of the best stuff in the business. Appreciate their support for the channel. But, you know, make sure you guys have ear protection whenever you're hunting, anytime you're hunting ducks, but especially, especially, especially with teams in a blind, because it's not just your shots now that are impacting your ears, it's everyone else. So that is something you gotta, I gotta state right up front. But jumping in, okay, what makes it better as a team sport. You got the social side. That's fun. That adds an element of fun. Fun does not mean you're going to take more ducks though, right? You know, we can all have fun. We could go to the park and have a cookout and have fun, but we're not going to take any ducks. What about having a team makes you more effective when it comes to blind hunting? Well, the answer to that is uh, you're able to do more with a team because you have more hands and more backs available. All right, so building a blind or carrying in a blind in either case is work. You've got to drag, carry, or assemble, or some combination thereof on site. So you need to build yourself a blind. And that takes time, it takes work. You need to set the decoys out, and you need to get those placed. And that takes time, and that takes work. Then you got to get everything situated the way you want it inside the blind. You got to figure out your angles. You got to figure out the right spot. You got to get your chairs and your seating and, you know, all of your stuff set out. And then you can start hunting. Well, all that takes time and it takes effort. So if you've got two or three people, you can do two or three times as much in the same amount of time, right? For one person to go drag their stuff out into the woods build a blind, set it up, put the decoys out. You know, you can only do one thing at a time. You can only do what you're able to do at that moment. It's just going to take more work and more time to do. And you're going to do less. You're going to cut corners. You're not going to take as many decoys because you can't carry or drag that many decoys. You're not going to probably build as good of a blind because you just don't have the time and the energy to devote to blind building. Okay, so it takes time, it takes work, it takes energy, and if you've got two or three people, you can do a lot more and do better in the same amount of time. So let's jump right into it. How do you build a blind? Well, first, you need to find where are you going to build a blind. Before you start building, because once you've built, it's there, 
where are you going to put it? So I've done episodes before talking about scouting, finding a place, um, you know, talked about that in some detail, not going to jump into that, you know, right here, but you can go back and listen to those episodes. You need to find where the best place for a blind is, which coordinates with where the best place for your decoys are, which ties into essentially where do the ducks want to be and where are they most likely to land? And... Where can you see from? So I've found some absolutely excellent places to build a blind. All right. Just the best places you could hope for. But you couldn't see nothing. You've got zero shots. You can't see any Scott. There's no way you could shoot any ducks that came in there. You know, it was just, it was perfect in every way except visibility. So you need to have all that figured out. Ideally, you're not trying to figure out visibility in the dark. But, you know, if you've got to, you can use flashlights and and figure that out. But you need to be able to see and see where the ducks are most likely to be coming in at. So ducks want to land into the wind. So if you're sitting on the shore and you're facing water, doesn't matter how big or small it is, And if the wind is blowing directly into your face, perpendicular to the shore and you're blind, that means the only way ducks are going to feel good about landing is if they're coming over your head and then probably over the trees that are behind you and then just dropping straight down to land in the shallows that are in front of you. And that is not likely to happen. Um, You know, it just doesn't work that way. So better if the wind's doing the opposite and the wind is blowing from your back ahead of you into the water and then the ducks are going to land coming flying straight at you. And that's going to give you the best shots, the easiest shots, the best chance of taking birds. Crosswinds will also work from left to right in front of you. But you need to figure out, okay, where's the wind? Where is there space to land? Where can I put my decoys out to create a landing zone? So this is not necessarily a decoy episode, but we got to talk about it at least in brief. Uh, I think the, 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 the best strategies for decoy placement is either using the, the classic U shape, the J shape, or the, uh, the two group approach. So the U shape is basically you're looking out at the water and you draw a U in front of you with the decoys, the letter U. And basically the space in between in the middle of that U is where you want those ducks to land. So if that wind is blowing straight from your back overhead, then those ducks are going to come in and they're going to land in that pocket with, with the decoys on the left and the right and in front of them. That's your goal anyway. The J shape works good. Um... For uh, if there's a crosswind, a sideways wind, though, it'll also work fine if it's coming straight at you. And that is you're drawing a letter J, uh, not perpendicular to the shore, but parallel to it. Okay, so you've got some ducks coming maybe from left to right or right to left. Could be a J on either side, depending on the wind. So you're drawing that J. Say it's from right to left. Those ducks are going to be along the shore in front of you. And then they're going to hook out on your left side. And then they're going to go out and get a little deeper. The idea being that pocket in the J is where those ducks are going to want to land coming into the wind. 
So either way you place it, you want to have your blind in the right spot that you can get shots at those ducks coming into land. You also need to take in, into account the very realistic chance that the ducks might fly around you within shooting range yet not land. And they may be at then unpredictable locations in the sky. So you want to have enough visibility to still be able to take shots at birds that aren't going to land. Because let's just, you know, let's just be honest, right? Nothing works every time, especially in duck hunting. And there will absolutely be times where the ducks just won't land. They just will not do it. Doesn't matter, even if, doesn't matter how good you call, how good your decoys are, how perfect the wind is, how everything you do right, they're just not going to land. And then you take any of those factors and you do them poorly, and then you're going to have even less times where they're going to land. But that does not mean you cannot or should not take shots and are not able to take ducks home. You just have to, you got to read the situation. And the first time ducks fly in, that's not really going to be easy for you to do because this kind of comes with experience. But after your first few days, your first few hunts, you'll get better at it. And you'll be able to know, okay, they're coming around, they're within range, they're circling, they don't look like they're going to land, they're close enough, they're flying close enough for a long enough period of time to get one or more shots at them, I'm going to take shots. All right? And there is no shame in that. You know, my philosophy is, especially for new hunters, you know, any way you can shoot a duck, shoot the duck. I don't care if they are landing perfectly with their wings cupped right in front of you. I don't care if they're flying overhead. I don't care if they're sitting on the water. If you can take a duck, take a duck. Because duck hunting is not easy. All right? It is not easy. And you need to take some ducks. And you need to, you need to cook some ducks. And you need to find out how great this sport is. All the while you're growing in experience, growing in ability, becoming more effective as you go. So... That's the, the basic gist of the decoy side. So you want to figure out, okay, where's the wind? Where can I put the decoys? Where can I see? And also, how deep is that water? And do I have a way to retrieve those birds? If the water in front of you goes from, you know, a foot deep to 10 feet deep, you may not want to set up there unless you've got a dog or a boat or some way to retrieve ducks in deeper water. Now, if you're hunting in an area where it's shallow everywhere, a nice marsh, something like that, excellent. You've got way more latitude, way more freedom. Um, you know, you can do things a lot easier. So keep that in mind. Okay, now you're, you're there. You found a good spot. You're ready to build the blind. What do you do? Well, there's no one-size-fits-all approach, okay? You could go and buy an A-frame blind for three, four, five hundred dollars you just build it right there on site, kind of like a tent, and then you stuff grass and brush in the pockets and sit inside, and it's relatively easy, uh, it's fast, it works really well, but man, is it expensive and heavy to drag in. Uh, if you're a new hunter, that's you know probably less than 1% of new hunters that are going to be in that situation because you just have too many other things to buy. You just have too many other pieces of gear, pieces of equipment, decoys, calls, waders, shotguns, ear protection, boots, you know, all the things that I've talked about in other episodes. So what you're more likely to be doing is building a blind on site, which to be fair, a lot of, you know, 30 year veterans that have basically pros at this, that's the way they do it still. 
So it's not like, oh, you know, I, uh, you know, there's some shame in building a blind on site and not dragging an expensive one into the woods. Guys, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Some of the best duck hunters in the world build their own blind on site every single time. There is no downside in terms of effectiveness. In fact, it could be more effective because you're using materials that are there so they look like they're in the right location because they are in the right location. And if you have some experience, you can build it to suit that spot better than you know a store-bought blind. And it, it could definitely look more natural. So you're not, you're, you're not handicapped in any way by not being able to afford a super expensive blind that you can assemble on site. You just have to put a few more minutes into that build process. Uh, but you're at your odds could, could actually be better with you having to build the blind on site versus you bringing one into the location. So, you know, don't think about yourself like you're a second-class citizen because you're building a blind on site. That, that couldn't be further from the truth. So what do you want to do? Now, I, I, attend, I tend to approach this um, from an, one particular angle for myself, but there are certainly different avenues, and I'll mention a few, few of them, and you're definitely not limited to those because there's many ways to do this. What I like to do is I come in, I have a... Uh, like a wall blind. It's like, you know, stakes. It's like five or six stakes with fat, you know, camo fabric in between them. And I stick that into the ground and it comes up, you know, maybe, maybe two or three feet, something like that. Probably three feet. Maybe actually it might be three or four feet. And I'll set up that wall in front of me. And I think it's maybe eight feet long, maybe 10 feet long. It's big enough for two people. And I'll set that up in front of me to be the the backbone of the blind okay and then what i will do is i've got a some camo mesh that i got from walmart for eight dollars and this blind that i'm telling you about with the stakes in it i got that for free found it in the woods at my father-in-law's property just literally washed up on the side of the stream who knows how long it had been there maybe months, maybe years. Um, you know, he was going to throw it away. I was like, I could probably do something with that someday. Sat in my garage for like four years until I started duck hunting. I was like, I know what I could do with it. So you just being, it's just being ingenuitive. You can buy something like that for like 20, 30 bucks new. Um, but I got it for free laying on the ground in the woods on private property didn't just like take it from somebody or steal it or couldn't there was no hope to find the owner either but anyway going on so i'll set that up i'll throw the mesh over top of that just because it i think gives it a, a little more realism and then i'm gonna start getting sticks and branches and logs and piling them up in front of that and even leaning them up against that until I've got just this big cluster of branches and sticks and logs. It just looks like a bunch of stuff just washed up on the side of the bank. And then I'm going to start grabbing brush. Whatever plants live, you know, within a few yards of that area. And I'm just going to pull them out of the ground or cut them as the case may be. And just start arraying them in front of that and, and on top of those branches and sticks and in between those branches and sticks. 
to basically make it look like all this garbage just washed up on the side of the water here and then all these weeds and stuff just grew out through it all. And when that gives me a pretty good block, I feel like if I just put up the, the cloth blind, it just doesn't look natural. It's not enough. Uh, it just doesn't work. And just putting brush in front of that, I feel like is also not quite enough. Uh, and, and having the structure of the branches and the wood and all of that in there, I think makes for a much better blind, uh, much more believable situation. And you can get it higher and taller. And then you want brush, you want you know grasses and weeds and whatever is there. You want it to come up higher than the cloth part of the blind, higher than the wood part of the blind. You want it to come up higher so that it breaks any semblance of you know a perfect geometric shape or a perfect line or a perfect wall. You want it to look rugged, natural, like something that just washed up and grew there. So that's what you're going for. Now, if you don't have the cloth and you don't have the mesh, then what you want to do is just build that, build that wood a little higher and a little more narrow and then just put a lot more brush in front of it. Uh, what's nice about having some mesh or some cloth in there is that gives you 100% um, you know, just a hundred percent break in vision. Nothing can see through that if you miss the spot or have an open hole. If you're just using brush that's there, you just have to use more brush and maybe be slightly more careful about your movement. But it's the same basic principles. It's very similar amount of work either way. So that's what you're doing. How high do you want to build it? You want to build it so that when you're sitting pretty much nothing but your eyeballs can see out over it. So whatever you're sitting on, you want to be able to sit there and have it cover all of you except for your eyes. Now you don't need to see the decoys that are in the water. You don't need to see your decoys. You don't need to see the water. The ducks you're shooting are coming from the air. So people make the mistake, and I have made it, especially when I first started, of setting up so I've got a perfectly clear view of the decoys. Um, and, and you don't need that clear view of your decoys. Now, you could have ducks paddle into the decoy spread and then you'd be able to flush or shoot those on the water. It can happen. It does happen. It's happened to me. But that's usually only early in the morning. Or maybe if you're in a thin channel, it could happen throughout the day. But most of the time, the birds are coming from the air. But if ducks paddle in, you should still probably be able to see those out of the corner of your eye or off to the side because they're coming in, you know, from somewhere. So you're, you're still going to be able because you're not going to shoot sitting down most of the time. You're going to stand up to shoot. So I think it's best to, to build it as high. So when you're sitting on your stool or your bucket or your turkey chair or however you're doing it, you're sitting there and you're completely concealed up to eye level. And then when birds come by, you stand up and shoot. Or even if they're on the water, you still stand up and shoot. You don't need to be able to shoot onto the water from there. You know, you're not hunting turkeys. You're expecting these birds to flush because they're easier targets. Even if they swim into your decoys, they are easier to shoot if they get up and fly because they're a much bigger target at that point. But anyway, you, wanna, you want good concealment. Now, the other thing you want is some concealment from above. 
because the birds could fly around. They could come from the side. They could come from behind. If they're circling, they're surely going to have multiple angles on you. And you want some concealment from above, behind, and to the sides if at all possible. So there's a lot you can do there. You can cut branches and you can zip tie them to other branches that are around. You can uh, you could get some, some other mesh and you could hang that mesh sort of as a backdrop and over your head. And a good way to do that is just using bungees and just, you know, hanging it off of branches and other things that are nearby. If you got extra decoy line, you could put some little hooks or clasps or, um, safety pins are great for this job or not safety pins, excuse me, clothes pins. And, and you can use that to help pin up brush all around you. You could wrap a bungee around a tree and then close pin decoy line to that bungee. Just make sure whatever you're using uh, either is or is spray painted black, brown, or some dark natural color to just look like it belongs there. You don't want to use a neon blue, you know, neon blue bungee and, you know, shiny yellow or, uh, you know, red plastic clothes pins. It either needs to be a natural color or spray paint it something natural. And that those are pretty much the basics to setting up your hide. Now, uh, and of course, hide and blind, those go hand in hand. But, you know, people say, well, okay, well, how's it different if you're hunting in a field versus on the water? Well, it's very similar setup for the blind in either situation. Now, most new hunters are going to be hunting on the water instead of the field. Why? Because there's a lot more public land that's water than there is public land that's ideal fields for duck hunting. Oftentimes, you've got rivers, streams, lakes, creeks, uh, all of that. The water is public, but there are, no, there are no big cut grain fields nearby that are public land. So field hunting is most often done on private land. Not everywhere, not always, just most often. Uh, most new hunters, though, aren't going to have access to private land, not yet, maybe not ever, and public land is going to be their number one option, especially for getting started, so you're usually going to hunt on the water, so I'm going to focus on that approach, but most of these principles are transferable with some difference in nuance. Now, people say, well, what about a layout blind? Should I get a layout blind and just put that on the shore and sit in that? Uh, no, no, you shouldn't. If you have one, great, use it. If you can borrow one, great, do that. Should you go buy one? No. Uh, layout blind hunting is its own skill set. It's a different kind of hunting. It takes a different set of skills that you have to develop. It takes different safety precautions and concerns. Uh, that's more of a solo act, and it is more difficult to hunt like that. Now, don't get me wrong. I've got nothing against layout blinds. I think they're a good tool. I think they have their place. I think for certain applications and locations and people and situations, they can absolutely be the right and the best tool for the job. But for new hunters, new to the sport, haven't done this before, I think you're adding an unnecessary level of difficulty to the equation. Um... You know, it's kind of like if a new turkey hunter wants to start, uh, you know, using a bow instead of a shotgun. Well, yeah, you can do it. People do hunt with a bow. There are times even it's better to use a bow, depending on where you're at and the location. 
but you're adding a significant additional level of difficulty onto an already challenging task. So I'd say this, save your money for the layout blind, because to be honest, you can get one of those nice A-frame blinds for about the same price some of the time, and get the other gear that you need, the other things you need to get started, and then just build your blind. And here's the thing, if you build a blind, and then you come back to that place again, well, it's already there. You know, so you can get multiple uses out of the same build. Uh, contrary to popular opinion, that brush doesn't just disintegrate and die and, and fall apart. I've come back and seen, well, you know, it actually looks like some of this brush has grown as opposed to just wilted and died, depending on how much moisture there is that time of year, rain, cold, all of that. It's not like hunting in the middle of August, you know, things just last, they stick around a little longer. So build a blind. Uh, another reason that blind hunting is a great team sport is because in addition to having extra hands, extra backs, extra people to carry, to drag, to cut, to build, to assemble, to put bird decoys in the water. Uh, it's also uh, something that, you know, you build one blind and everybody can sit in it. Okay. So yeah, you got to build it a little bigger for two and three and four people. But it's not that much more work to build the blind for four people versus two people. You just need to make it a little longer. Just need to, you're still going to have the same sides, the same front, the same everything. Just needs to be a little, a little bigger. And what you can do then is by having multiple people on your team is people spread out what's being bought. Right? So not everybody has to buy everything. And I've talked about this before at length, but... You know, you can have one guy buys the waders. You can have another guy buys the decoys. You could have another guy buys the sled to drag the stuff there. You could have another guy buys the calls, and he's the call expert and practices on the calls. You can have another guy, you know, maybe he buys the ammo, whatever. And you don't even need a gun for everybody. You can take turns. You know, I know I just broke some some people's brains right there. You know, back in the old days, yeah, before my days, but back in the old days, a lot of the time people went hunting. You had two or three guys to one gun. Okay, so what did they do? Huh? They took turns. Okay, first first flight of ducks that came in, you got the gun. All right, once you shoot, the next person gets the gun. And they go back and forth. You know, you don't have to have one of everything for everybody. And if you got three or four people in the blind, you know, if you don't have enough guns, you can take turns, but there's also other jobs. You know, somebody can be calling and you could take turns on, you know, the guy that doesn't have the gun this time, he's the one calling or a guy that doesn't have the gun. He's the one pulling the jerk rig. And I've done other episodes on that, even done videos on how to make your own jerk rig, you know, for little to no money at all. So there's other things people can be doing and on a good day. You can still have three or four people take their limit of ducks with only two or three guns between them. All right. So, uh, you know, of course, it's better for everybody can shoot all at the same time, you know, better. But it doesn't mean it can't be a great outing and it enables more people to get into the woods spending less money. You know, of course, maybe by your second season, everybody's got a gun. Second season, everybody's got a call. Second season, you know, maybe everybody has their own pair of waders. Whatever. Second season, you know, you got, 
you know, everybody's got a dozen ducks. So you got four dozen between you now that you can put out instead of just one dozen, right? It's the kind of thing that you can spread the load and spread the costs out. And yeah, okay, you do need to get, you know, everybody who's a part of that team there then, but it makes things possible and feasible where maybe financially they wouldn't have been possible before. So that's another way that team hunting can help you do things you just couldn't have done otherwise. Uh, but you know, when you're setting up a blind, you got to figure out where to put it. Where can you see? Where are those ducks going to be? Scouting is plays into all that. How are you going to build it? You know, where's the best place? Now, some people like to build it right at the water's edge. I don't like to do that. Um, and, I, you know, I don't know everyone that's a professional duck hunter. I don't know many people that are professional duck hunters. But the few people that I do know that have experience, you know, they're not building blinds six inches from the edge of the water. The reason being when ducks are coming in to land, where are they most concerned? They're most concerned about predators right at the edge of the water. They can see the water. They know there's no coyotes in the water. They know there's no bobcats in the water. They know there's no people in the water. The water's the safe place. The shore is the danger zone. And you're trying to get them to land as close to the shore as possible because one, you got to get them within shotgun range. Two, you got to get them within water that's shallow enough that you can retrieve them. Uh, you know, all of that. So you're trying to get them as close to the shore as you can. Well, you know, to do that, they are going to be scrutinizing that shore. So, you know, if there is 10 yards of open shore before the wood line and you're set up just inside the wood line, they have a much bigger safety zone, a much bigger safety buffer. I'd rather in that case, let, put the decoys right next to the shore. You know, if, if I need to, to try to stay close enough and then me set up back further in the woods or higher on the bank um, or just, you know, off that area because you don't want to be standing out and you don't want to be in there in the danger zone that the ducks are thinking. You know, if there's 10 yards of open space between the water and the wood line and where you're at, you know, they can see that, they can hear from that distance. They know that there's they've got a buffer. They've got some space. They've got some time before anything from the woods could get to them. So they feel safer in those circumstances, more likely to come in for a landing, more likely to get close enough to get shots at. Now, there are times where there is no cover and you literally have to build your blind in the middle of a field or literally in the middle of a swamp, in the middle of, you know, you just have just wide open ground beside the water and there's just nowhere to hide. So what do you do? In those scenarios, you need to build a better blind. You need to build a blind that's higher, higher than you are standing up. You need to build a blind that you can get in the middle of, inside of. Uh, you know, in those cases, an A-frame blind with really tall brush on it and built around it can be a good option. But you might want to build even higher than that. You know, you got sticks going up. You kind of build like a TP blind that you can move in and out of in order to shoot. Uh, or you can push, your, push yourself through some of the thick brush 
because you need cover from all sides. You know, it's got to look like something that they're going to fly around and not see anything drastically concerning about that big pile of brush or big pile of logs. And, you know, there are times where there's a big dead tree just stuck coming up in the middle of the water, in the middle of the marsh, in the middle of flooded timber, surrounded by nothing. You know, those things don't scare ducks. So you need to create your blind and your setup in such a way that you resemble, that you, you know, blend in, that they don't see anything alarming, even though they're flying a circle straight around it. So that's more difficult. However, you have advantages to that kind of scenario. If you're able to hunt something like that, you can get a little closer. You can get out further from the shore. You can get closer to the decoys. You can shoot birds from 360 degrees if you're able to, to get, the, get a shot at them, you know, have the right angle. Uh, you can hunt standing up or sitting maybe a regular chair instead of something lower to the ground. You know, there's all sorts of things that play into that that it makes it more work to build the blind, but you're no less effective if you do it well. But in any scenario, you know, you have to be hidden from the ducks. You have to be out of their line of sight. Uh, and you got to wear camo. You got to have camo on from the waist up. It's, there's just no two ways about it. You got to have camo. If you're not wearing camo then, you know, anything that's seen is going to be just stand right out. You know, you don't need camo socks. You don't need camo pants even much of the time. Just from the, from the shoulders up is the big thing. The waist up is better. But you got to have concealment. Right? You know, your camo plays into that. But the blind matters more in a lot of ways. Because they can still see your outline. Uh, you know, I've seen footage of drones flying overhead. You know, the blind looks amazing from water level. But from overhead or even just in the out, in the air just a little bit, all of a sudden, you know, it's terrible. You're so exposed. You're so open. It's so obvious. You're not hidden at all. Um, and it's like we're building blinds thinking, you know, all the ducks are going to swim in. And I've seen times where the ducks did swim in. And that that perfect blind worked flawlessly. And you're able to get shots at them. But anything that got into the air was never getting close. So you want to be mindful of that. The hide matters a lot. You can do it for free. You can do it uh, maybe a little easier for cheap. And of course, you could spend a bunch of money on it. But the bunch of money doesn't get you better. It just gets it a little easier. Okay, it's not better. It's not increasing your chances to spend a bunch of money. It's just making things a little easier and it's making things maybe a little faster in the setup, but it's not saying you're going to take more birds. You know, you can dress up a, a bot blind just like you can dress up one that you build on the location. And your chances of taking ducks is going to depend more on what you do on location, either to the blind that you bought or the blind that you built. So don't just think, oh, well, if I can spend this much money to buy this fancy blind, that's going to make the difference. It is not because you still have to dress that blind with brush and, and native grass and whatever's in that area in order to have the level of concealment that you need to be really effective. 
And that same work needs done with the blind that you build on location. And the one you build on location, it has the natural benefit of being from materials that are naturally there. So, you know, you need to make the bot blind fit in, but the one that you build fits in just because it's built from stuff that was already there. So, you know, do not think you have to spend all this money because the money won't make it better. It just might make it a little easier and a little faster. So I hope this is helpful for you guys. Make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com. Check out the show notes. Enter for the decoy giveaway uh, if you haven't yet. And uh, check out the YouTube channel. Uh, posting lots of stuff there. Making more videos there about things that just don't work well in, in podcast form. So you can see them with your own two eyes. Uh, and please, as always, if you can... Head to Apple Podcasts through iTunes, leave a review in Apple with a comment. That's the number one way to help us reach more people with this content because that affects Apple's algorithm, the search results, all those things, and helps us grow the audience and help more new hunters. So I appreciate you guys. God bless you. Till next time, go get them in the woods. <laughs>